the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by the Federation for American Immigration Reform and George Rodriguez on 930 AM, The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas, on this Saturday, May 27th. Welcome to the show, my friends. We've got a packed one to you for you today. We've got a lot of folks who have some very, very interesting and important things that they're going to tell you. Uh, first of all, let me tell you that um, we have, I have personally attended two very interesting meetings this past uh, uh, two weeks, this week and last week. Uh, these meetings were held uh, and sponsored by local commu- local county leaders here in South Texas uh, who are, and I can't um, rephrase it any other way than they are fed up with uh, the uh, the crime, the damage to property, the uh, car chases, uh, the uh, fentanyl, everything that is pouring into our country from across the border without, let me emphasize, without any support from the federal government. On the contrary, it seems like uh, the Biden administration just keeps coming up with ideas on how to encourage more illegal immigration. Uh, it, it, it's it's outstanding. So let me tell you it, uh, who who our guests are, and then I'll, I'll jump into uh, some news that we've got. Uh, first of all, our first guest is Mr. John Paul Schuster, who is the uh, county judge of Kenny County. Kenny County is uh, right on the border. It is uh, it, it is a uh, focal point uh, of, uh, of of the immigration uh, issue, the border crisis. Uh, it is also a very rural county, my friends. Understand that uh, Texas is wide and open. Yes, we've got huge metropolitan areas like Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston, and San Antonio, and Austin, but it is a vast state. And many of these counties, most of these counties that are being affected by the border crisis are rural, sparsely populated counties. However, they are being impacted. They're, the ranchers are, being, uh, are, are constantly being assailed by uh, property damage, by trespassers, by criminals. It is, uh, they are under siege. And my friends, this has been going on for well over 10 years. And these folks are absolutely fed up with it. Women are, uh, housewives, women, mothers are scared to uh, venture out alone. They lock themselves in uh, into their homes at night. Uh, they have uh, had to buy guns. They've had to buy uh, protective dogs. I mean, it is, it, it is, it, it's like living in a war zone. On the other hand, there's the property that is constantly, constantly being damaged by uh, vehicles that, that uh, will careen in there who are being chased uh, by uh, law enforcement. They uh, will uh, damage property or trespassers who will damage property, cut fences, uh, pollute wells, leave trash. I mean, I don't hear the environmentalists screaming and yelling about the trash that is being left at the shore of the Rio Grande or in these uh, uh, properties. I just don't hear that. It's just not uh, advantageous to their leftist agenda to say anything about how these people are polluting our country. 
so uh, let me. Uh, uh, so uh, Judge Schuster is going to be our first guest. Our next guest is uh, uh, these are four people that I interviewed at the Cotula uh, event, the meeting on property damage this past Thursday, uh, May 25th. And um, our first guest that was there is Mr. Rennie Cordova, who is a spokesperson for the Department of Te- for the Texas Department of Public Safety. Uh, then we've got two ladies uh, who are ranchers in that area, Brenda Butler and Tammy Morris. And uh, they're going to be chat- telling you what uh, they fear, how they feel on their property. Then uh, we've got a gentleman who is a ranch manager, uh, Mr. Bubba Binderman. He's going to be giving you a, 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 a view of what he has to put up with in uh, maintaining uh, the ranch. And uh, the final guest from that was there that we interviewed was Mr. Weldon Cood, who is uh, from Atascosa County. He is the county judge in Atascosa County. He is uh, the gentleman that hosted the uh, event uh, a few days ago. And uh, he'll be giving you an earful because even though Atascosa County is well over 100 miles, yes, 100 miles from the border, it is being impacted adversely. It is being impacted tremendously. So, my friends, understand that these problems that uh, are being faced, they're coming, they're coming to your backyard. You know, uh, I, I believe it was... Uh, uh, Judge Schuster or uh, Judge uh, Co um, uh, Cood, rather Judge Cood, who made the comment the other day that what what happens at the border doesn't stay at the border; it comes to your backyard. So, my friends, uh, tune in, call your friends, tell them to join us because they're going to hear they're going to hear the facts. They're going to hear some very very uh, telling information about what is going on. All right, so. Uh, let me give you some some uh, uh, quick news because uh, a lot of it, my friends, is rather disturbing. For example, here in here in uh, in Texas, there was an effort by the state legislature to ban uh, to to uh, not allow to ban to outlaw any non-citizen voting in state uh, elections. Okay, that was the goal. However, virtually every single Democrat. Every single Democrat in the state uh, house uh, voted present, which means that all they were there, they were just there, they did not vote one way or the other, and they killed the legislation which would outlaw illegal aliens, non-citizens, from voting. They killed it. My friends, I think this is indicative of the Democrats' long-range goal, that they want all of these illegal aliens pouring into our country they want them to vote so that they can effectively change our country, change the politics, change the economics. That is the fact. Okay, That happened this past week in Austin as the legislature was closing. There's also the issue, my friends, there's also the issue of uh, uh, how the, uh, how the, the, the folks in Washington are responding in any form or fashion to our uh, to our crisis here literally literally the 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 um, uh, Biden administration is doing everything so that they can encourage more illegal immigration for example there has been a discussion this past week a discussion in Washington to send troops to Panama so that in Panama they can uh make it easier, make it safer for illegal aliens to cross through the Darien Strait so that they can get to our border. Now, picture that, my friends. Picture that. Literally, they are oiling the uh, the invasion. They are literally going out of their way so that they would be, this is a consideration, hopefully it won't come to, to, to fruition, but they would like to send troops, so make it easier, make it safer for all these people to cross through the Darien Gap to get to Washington. Now, here in, here in uh, San Antonio, we have been I- interviewing 
uh, hundreds, yes, hundreds of illegal aliens at the migrant center. And virtually every single one of those illegal aliens has told us that the most dangerous part of the trip is not only the Darien Gap, but when they get to Mexico. So if the Biden administration is truly, is truly uh, interested in making it safe for these illegal aliens, they should do something about the cartels in Mexico. That's where they should do, but they're not. They're not interested in that. They are interested in getting more illegal aliens to, into our country. Doesn't matter who helps them, whether it's the cartels or Mexico or whatever government, the Chinese government. <clears throat> then, excuse me, then there's the issue, my friends, of the children whose lives are being lost. This past uh, week, there was a very heated discussion about another about uh, two more children that were endangered. In fact, one of them died while in Border Patrol custody. And immediately the fake news ran with it. And, and, and it is making it sound like the Border Patrol is responsible for the death of this child. However, my friends, what were the precondition, pre-existing conditions of the, this child? Secondly, why was this child endangered by its parents to be brought to the United States? What about that responsibility? Why is the taxpayer always responsible for something that happens to the illegal alien? It's like we invited them. Well, I, I guess technically we have because it's our government that's encouraging it. But again, all of this is child abuse, my friends, and it's child abuse because of the way that the immigration laws have been established and set up. They have been set up to encourage children to be used at, to get through loopholes so that they can stay, so that illegal aliens can stay in the United States. Let me repeat that. Children are used to, to get into loopholes so that illegal aliens can stay in the United States. That's the fact. There was, an under, there was another picture, a very dramatic picture in, that was taken in Tijuana in San Diego, where a child was being literally thrown over a 30-foot wall down into, uh, into U.S. Uh, uh, soil. My friends, the issue, again, is very simple. The border, the, the immigration problems in America don't stem from a broken immigration system. It doesn't. Our, our immigration system is not broken. It stems from politicians, from Joe Biden to all of these radical leftist globalists that have taken over. They have broken the laws. They encourage illegal immigration. And my friends... We all know that when you encourage bad behavior, you get more and worse bad behavior. We have tolerated as a nation, we have tolerated illegal immigration for hundreds of years since the border was created. However, now it's out of control and it is dangerous to our nation. It is dangerous to our nation. Once again, my friends, thank you for joining us. Let's go to our show. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. And we've got our good friend, uh, County Judge John Paul Schuster from Kenny County. And as uh, you folks know, Kenny County is right on the, on the front line of the border crisis. And uh, Judge Schuster has been in about a, about uh, just a few months, right? Yes, Judge? sir. <laughs> yes, sir. We're at 143 days today. Oh my gosh! So, uh, so first of all, welcome to the show. Can you tell Thank us? You. Can you just give us a brief update of how of what's going on in your neck of the woods since Title 42 was removed? And then we also want to hear about this meeting that occurred uh, recently in Atascosa County. So let's talk first about what's been going on in your backyard. All right, in our backyard right now, and since Title 42 has ended, um, our foot traffic and crossings afoot, um, the illegal crossings, have been kind of on the downside. I would say we're, we're, our numbers are a little bit lower there as far as our trespassing arrests and stuff. And that's simply based, we can simply just thank the governor for that because the feds didn't do it. The governor did it by sending all the 
DPS and the guardsmen down here and putting up the guillotine wires and, and denying access out of the river and making those folks go to those ports and go through the process like they're supposed to if, if they're eligible and whatnot. And if they're not, there some of them are being deported. Um, we're told that some have been deported, but there's some bottlenecks of just jammed up folks waiting to get across. And so our, our foot traffic has been somewhat skewed in the numbers, but it's because of the, for, and the show of force we have on the river by the governor himself and our state troopers and our guardsmen. And, it's, of course, our local folks, our local sheriff and everything, they're still showing them, making a big presence along our borders. But so our our foot traffic is kind of on the on the downslide a little bit in numbers. But our our pursuits and our um, car chases through our county have just really shot up in numbers, and our stops and apprehensions there have have gone up significantly in the last two weeks since Title Forty Two ended. And I can attest to that. Uh, last week, I magistrated six females. And a juvenile, and then this morning already, I magistrated another young female. Wow. And so our foot, tra- our our highway traffic has really picked up, and so that that concerns me to some degree. But I'm assuming they're thinking maybe you know, hey, it's since there's so much concentration at the river, at our border, if I can get away from there and get get in a vehicle, the odds of me getting caught or whatnot. Or you know, slim to none. Anything. So that you, obviously, if they're in the vehicle, they're not allowed in. There's a reason why they're being smuggled in and not going through the process. Yeah. Now these uh, vehicle chases, they can be very, very dangerous, and I can attest yes, to that. Sir. I can attest to that because I have, I've been caught up in a couple of them uh, uh, recently uh, when I when I head down to uh, to the border to do a report. It it is. Uh, I would imagine that the um, that the residents and uh, school zones, et cetera, et cetera, are are really affected by these chases. Well, most so most certainly, most certainly, especially our little community, because for where we're located, you can leave Eagle Pass and get to our little town without a checkpoint, and you can leave Del Rio and get to our town without going going through an actual checkpoint. So they don't think make it to here, and they can get north of here towards Rock Springs, or back towards the Campwood area and get towards I ten. Then you know. The, they've got a really good chance of never being detected. So, and people say, "Well, why? Are you, why are you? It's such a danger. Why? Are we, well, we try to slow roll them and just follow them through town, and then try to light them up and start stopping them either out on the outside of the town, going out of town, and so forth like that. We do occasionally have one that makes it into town. You know, it started well outside of town, but they they made it into town, and we try to cut them off and keep them from coming through our through the heart of our town because it goes directly directly by our school we only, only have one school system here one 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 town in our county and our, our single district so the, for them to get north of our town they go right by our school district or they go through the center of our town through our neighborhoods and stuff you don't see kids riding bikes you don't see many folks out in the evenings or anything like that we're pretty much locked up and um, stay stay to ourselves and stay in our houses and stuff day and night it's 24 7 for our little community and that's such a sad sad thing for us out here it's, you know right. we live in rural america and where we ought to you know you don't sleep with your screen door and front door open and your screen door latched anymore you close all your windows and doors pretty much because the bailouts are coming through the backyards and in our into our houses and stuff and you say well why are you chasing well you know if we stop one or two you know really really bad folks and get them apprehended and that keeps them from showing up in a, in a bigger metropolitan area where they can get and do more more criminal activity and so forth. So, and that's that's the reason why we're doing it. When we took an oath, everybody took an oath. All these elected officials, all our police enforcement officers, we all took an oath to uphold the Constitution, and that's what we're going to put our boots on and try to do every day: protect the citizens of the county and protect our state. That's correct. That's right. Let me let me ask you also about this. Um, uh, because other counties are experiencing what you're experiencing, let's uh, uh, tell the folks about this meeting that occurred in uh, Atascosa County last week. Last week, Judge Coot, we were um, a lot of the judges were in a, a training, and um, he got us together and we started talking because the concern is that is Title Two was for, Title Forty Two was ending, but also the concern of you know hey, there's a, there was a huge group supposedly in Eagle Pass that was that was frustrated on the other side of the border on the on Mexican side and they were moving and they were going to start walking and, and go to Eagle Pass. 
well, that puts them right back here close to our, our part of the world and everything. So he said, hey, Judge Q said, hey, let's get together and have a, a, a general meeting. OLS, DPS spoke a little bit about their operations. But we also um, addressed just this, the support that each and every one of us had for all these southern rural counties and really southern counties. They don't necessarily have to be rural, but all of southern um, judges got together and across the board um uh, political party lines didn't make didn't matter to us we got together to show our support and and, and speak and educate folks in Atascosa County other counties LaSalle um, Dimmit um, there's I think nine judges there total representing their, their counties and stuff um, just just as, as numbers speak volumes but also to know that hey We'll, we'll, if you need help, we're coming your way, or vice versa. Um, and most of the help's coming to us. Most of the most of the guys said, "Hey, if you need help in Keeney County, just let us know, Judge. We'll send what we can. Maybe one or two officers, it may be one or two jailers, it may be one or two dispatchers. But you can. We're just overwhelmed out here because our little our little law enforcement, our sheriff's office and stuff, bless their heart. Thank God for them. But you know, they fifteen, sixteen hour days, five, six days a week." It's taking its toll on us. And so um, Galveston County has been sending constables for over almost two years now. They rotate out. They send two every, every, every time, every rotation and stuff. But um, also in that meeting, we, we learned and I shared with them that 24 states have signed on with Governor Abbott and the state of Texas to say we'll send help. And most folks know that Florida has sent 300 law enforcement officers to help with our DPS troopers and brush teams. And then also they sent 800 guardsmen to help with just putting up and erecting some kind of barrier to where we keep these folks from just crossing into the country unknowingly and get them to those ports of entries where they can get processed by the federal government and, and be, be noted that they're in the country or be deported if they're not allowed. So that was an excellent meeting that we had. It was very informative. This Thursday we're going to... Um, LaSalle County down there, Judge Martinez is going to host one on Thursday this week in um, Catula. So, again, we'll, the judges will show up there and show their support and take in questions and answers if, if there are any. That's going to be more of an Operation Lone Star-driven deal and their impact and what they're working on doing. So, But it was very, very refreshing and, and, and enlightening that, hey, you know, other counties further in, Texas and as far as North Texas and East Texas, they're showing their support for us over here and whatever they can do that they can help. But you hate to ask for too much help because there again, we're pulling their resources away from their residents that they're expecting to have services from to come service us and help us out here. And we're very grateful and thankful for that. The meeting was excellent. Judge kudos to him um, in doing that and putting that on. And then um, Judge Martinez um, in LaSalle County, I believe, is going to be is, um, hosting that one on, I believe it's Thursday from 1 to 5 at the Catula Courthouse. That should, that should be very, very... It seems, yes. to, it, it seems to me like a lot of them are also um, frustrated that, um, you know, there's a lot of reporting about the, uh, the people crossing the border and a lot of reporting about them arriving in New York and in other places, but uh, there's very little report about the impact on the small communities uh, along the border, like uh, in LaSalle County, like uh, Dimmit County, like uh, yes, Kenny County. Zavala, Maverick, Valverde. You know, and, and the economic impact, just not on just what it's costing us as a county, but also as a state, but our local economy, um, our tourism, our hunters, and things like that and so forth. You know, when those folks, when they, you know, they finally get razzled or frazzled enough or, or, or uh, get involved in a chase like you're talking about, how unnerving that is and stuff, then they may not, you know, they may sell that they don't, they don't want to come out here anymore and spend their money out here. Their rec- this is their recreational time. This is their vacation. This is their downtime. And they may say, no, nah, we're going to go somewhere else. Well, that, that hurts my feed store. That hurts their convenience store. That hurts their little cafes here in town, our hotel here in town. We all suffer from that. Yep, the impact That's, is tremendous. Yeah, and people don't, people don't realize how huge that is for our little county, our little community. Yep, that's that's true. I mean, it is a small community. Uh, let me, in conclusion, let me ask you just real brief. Yes, sir. I mean, if you had a magic wand, what would what would you do to address this whole problem? I would say we need to enforce and hold Mexico's 
feet to the fire, just as, as, a, as a cliche of wording there. But hey, these people are coming through your country, and you are you are they are eligible to clear um, amnesty there. Hold them there. That's that you know. Put put that back in place. Let's let's. We got that on the books. Let's make that enforce that again. Follow the policies that are on the books. If our immigration policy is outdated, is broken, as they say it is, or something like this, so they claim, then let's fix that. Separate this border security from immigration. Get they're not in the same bucket. They don't need to be addressed the same and and be overlooked as they are. Separate the two. Secure the border, and then let's work on um, addressing this. We're not against an immigrant coming to our country that has legit reasons. Please don't. Nobody. Everybody that's listening to this, don't understand, don't misunderstand me or, or misinterpret this. We're not against the immigration if you do it correctly and you're eligible to claim it. If you're claiming asylum and what so forth on a correct basis, then by all means, get your family here and get to safety. We got it. We've been, folks, we've been speaking with our good friend, uh, Judge uh, John Paul Schuster from Kenny County, Texas. And uh, we know uh, you are running and gunning there. Uh, Judge, you stay safe, and our, our yes, prayers are with uh, all the folks in Kenny County. Thank you very much. Thank, thanks so much, Judge. Have a blessed day. Once again, George Rodriguez and Conservador talking to you from San Antonio. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Actually, today, on this Thursday, May 25th, I am in Cotula, Texas, and I'm going to do uh, some interviews with folks who are attending a uh, meeting regarding criminal trespassing in South Texas because of all of the uh, border crisis, illegal immigration, illegal aliens, damaging property, crossing through uh, ranches and private property, uh, even the theft of private property. Uh, These folks uh, are getting together because obviously they are getting no support from the federal government. So uh, the discussion here in South Texas, this is the second one that has happened. We had one last week in Atascosa County, which is just south of San Antonio. And uh, these uh, these county judges, these county executives, as uh, they would be known in other states, are uh, gathering folks together to uh, explain to them what can be done in the absence, yes, in the absence of the federal government doing anything to help them to stop the border uh, crisis. That's what ultimately needs to happen. But um, let's uh, let's go to our first guest. Our first guest is Mr. Uh, Rennie Cordova, who is with the Texas Department of Public Safety. These are the state troopers that have been deployed to the to uh, the border. Howdy, 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 folks. We're here in Cotula, Texas on uh, Thursday, May 25th, and we're at an event that was put together by DPS, I believe, and with where with uh, Trooper uh, Rini Cordova, and uh, I'd like to ask him, what is this uh, meeting all about? This meeting is to, to inform a lot of these owners and to see what a lot of their concerns are to, in order so that Operation Lone Star, is, which DPS is in, is in, in, in care and custody of right now, and they are trying to help these owners and what, uh, what their concerns are, how we can help them. Uh, we understand that there's a lot of uh, there's immigration problems right now, and a lot of people going through the ranch, there's a lot of damages and stuff like that, and we're trying to see and try to help the local law enforcement in, in our benefit to assist them. Gotcha. The, uh, th- this is one of several that have been held, uh, I understand. Uh, you're spreading it out around, around the South Texas area? That is correct. We've done it in Maverick County. We've done it in Brackettville. We've also done it in, in, uh, in the northern part of uh, Del Rio as well. Uh, we just recently just came from Atascosa County, and then we're here in LaSalle County today. Now, uh, Trooper uh, Cordova, um, on the way down here a little while ago, uh, I saw a chase happening just north of, uh, of uh, uh, Dilly. Uh, is this something that uh, is really of a concern to the, to the residents around here? Oh, absolutely, because uh, the thing is, is these guys have no concern for the public right now. 
and that's our job to try to to try to slow these people down so innocent people doesn't get get hurt. My understanding is that uh, the Cotula School District has also uh, told parents to be careful when they drop off kiddos or when kiddos are going home because of the chases. Absolutely, they've ever they've also had chases through the through the local town here, and it's 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 a big concern right now for the for the residents here in in this county. Thank you very very much. You're very welcome. Your, your first name? Brenda Butler. Brenda Butler. I'm Tammy Morris. And Tammy Morris. Gotcha. Miss Butler, uh, we just uh, are here at this uh, meeting in LaSalle County. Uh, what did you learn? What did you hear from the uh, officials, from the law enforcement officials? What I learned was that they're doing everything they can do. And I also learned that Border Patrol doesn't have any, their hands are tied. Their hands are tied. And for some reason, some time ago, that's the numbers that I was told I should call Border Patrol when we see illegals on the ranch, call Border Patrol. But apparently, when they get involved, nothing happens to them, to the people that they pick up. So, you know, I think I need to be calling Judge Martinez. Now, you own property here in LaSalle County? Yes, 600 acres at the corner of LaSalle County, close to Encinal. And what has your been? What has your experience been? I mean, has it been? Uh, have you had trespassing? Have you had uh, uh, run-ins? Or had the ranch since 1993. Had illegals from then, from then forward. Never even realized we were having an issue until we would come to the ranch, and our RV would be broken into, and our caps and our flannel shirts and clothing would be gone um couldn't can't leave anything at your at your camp that you don't want stolen or taken so the illegals has become a bigger problem now because now they're driving through years ago they were on foot they walked through but now they're driving through in the truckloads and has, through all our fences has the um has the traffic increased the number of illegals yes absolutely more every day. More every day. I also live in Divine, and there's always a bailout every day, sometimes twice a day, in Divine. And Divine is about 30 miles north of here, isn't it? Uh, at least 40, 40, 30, 40. Mm-hmm. So the problem is moving north. It's moving on down 35. Tammy, what do you have to add? She's absolutely right, and one evening she and I went to the ranch to check on things, and we were surprised by an illegal. You know, what do two women do to protect themselves? Do we hold them off until law enforcement comes, or do we call, you know, Border Patrol? That's what we did. We called Border Patrol. Ladies, thank you very, very much. You're very welcome. Our next guest is Mr. Bubba Benderman who is a rancher here in uh, LaSalle County, here in Cotula. Again, we are in Cotula on May 25th at a uh, meeting regarding criminal trespassing, the uh, invasion of illegal aliens crossing through uh, private property, damaging private property. So uh, let's talk uh, to uh, Bubba Binderman and find out what he's got to say as a private owner. Have you heard what is uh, what is the uh, situation here in, in LaSalle County that uh, you feel is happening and any frustration that you're feeling? Well, I mean, according to their, to their statistics over here is, uh, you know, this place is getting to be the highway to heaven for these these illegals. And, you know, and they're coming through all of our ranches like it's like nothing. It's crazy. So, you know, I went out and I contacted Border Patrol because I don't know anything else but to call them. So that's what I did. And they, I got set up some cell cameras because I got them every week, same time, same day, same truck. And I finally, like, I caught them myself. And it put a, it, it was something different that I've never done before. And after talking to some lawyers and some friends that it was not wise on my part to stop them because of the liability that I could have caused one by flagging them down or stopping them or flattening their tires or whatever and one of them would have wrecked and killed them I would be in prison so basically what it boils down to is these illegals 
have more rights as Americans than I do, and I was born here, and I work hard to do it. And I just think it's it's bullcrap. So I'm I'm here at this meeting to find out what can I do as a rancher to help the local enforcement to stop. To you know, after I did this. I haven't seen or heard anything of these legals anymore. I might have got the word out, but, you know, my wife and kids are like, well, how do you know they don't have your name and picture wanting to kill you? So now the it's up to Annie even more, you know. So I'm just here trying to get... Do you feel, do you feel uh, a frustration as well as um, uh, a sense of um, just helplessness over this situation that, oh, yeah. that your government isn't protecting you? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, we have zero protection from the government. Zero. I mean, these people... What kind of situations have you faced, I mean, besides the trespassing? Uh, a lot of the trespassing, and mainly um, backpacks. I find foot walkers all the time with backpacks, and they're making camps and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and they've damaged your, your, your property? Oh, yeah. They've stolen trucks from us before, cut all of our fences, bust our gates. You know, it's got to the point where now apparently we can't put out road spikes for them. So that's a federal penalty. So, I mean, I can't. So I got I can't do it no more. So I got to figure out something else. What do we do? Just let them run free? Just let them come in and out, open the gates, not have a fence up? I mean, 9 out of 10, they're not going to get caught. Gotcha. Did you hear any kind of solution from, from this? Not yet. Not yet. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting, but no, I haven't heard anything. Well, thank you, Mr. Bender, very much. Yep. Thank you. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP. And we've... Uh, uh, judge Weldon Cood, County Judge Weldon Cood from Atascosa County. Atascosa County is just south of San Antonio. And uh, he hosted a uh, meeting uh, on the border uh, a couple of days ago. And he is now attending this one here in Cotula in LaSalle County. Um, judge, what is this all about? What, what uh, is the purpose of, this, uh, of these meetings? How do they come about? We're trying to show unity of all the South Texas counties and even the counties throughout Texas that come together and support these people that are having trouble. We got ranchers that, that, that they're by themselves. They need help. We got DPS that needs people to stand behind them, support them. Maybe not monetarily, but physically and mentally. We got to show the support for all of South Texas. We bounded together with 10 counties that said we need to help. Now we're up to 16. We're going to keep moving forward. Try to get to 26, get to the governor, say, we're here. What do we have to do? There is uh, a lot of frustration that I hear from some of these uh, ranchers, some of these property owners, about uh, damage to their property as well as trespassing and, and all that stuff. Uh, is this uh, a theme that the judges are, are, are dealing with? Yes, sir. Every day my phone rings on the wall. I'm sure Judge Martinez has his share of troubles. It, these guys, they, hit, they have to express their frustration somewhere. We have to give them answers. That's our job. We got elected by the public to do the right thing. We're to help them support them the best we can. And my friends, once again, as you have heard from our guests today, the frustration that is being felt uh, along the border here in South Texas, uh, that's frustration, my friends, that's going to come to your neighborhood, if not already. Look at the frustration that uh, surrounding counties, surrounding communities around New York City are expressing now that the mayor of New York who proclaimed uh, the government of New York proclaimed that they were a sanctuary community that they were welcoming everybody now all of a sudden they get a few uh, hundred migrants that are bussed up there from 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 Texas and they're screaming and yelling that there's not enough room that there are that there aren't enough facilities well my friends that is an example of what happens when you don't have control over your borders. It's that simple. People are coming in because everybody wants to come to the greatest country in the world. In spite of what the Democrats and the leftists say, this is the best country in the world. That's why they all want to come. Otherwise, we'd be fleeing to Venezuela, to Cuba, to Afghanistan to uh, Nigeria, we'd be fleeing there. But no, everybody wants to come to the United States because it is the best country in the world, because 
our culture, our language, our religions, our freedoms have made it that way. The Constitution has made it that way. Our view of the economy, of, of economic independence, of economic self-reliance has made it the greatest country in the world. Nevertheless, now these folks who have enticed everyone to come and unvetted, uh, uh, unchecked, they are all arriving and now they don't know what to do with them. Every single community that is, that is run by a liberal Democrat that is, uh, has been screaming about uh, uh, welcoming immigrants is now changing their tune. Whether it's, whether it's uh, Chicago, whether it's New York, uh, Washington, D.C., all of them, all of them are screaming. And the fact of the matter is that we do not have control of our borders. If we controlled our borders, then we could let people in, 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 a, uh, in a systemic manner. And people would come in and we'd be able to take care of them. But under this situation, my friends, it's a tsunami. And they are coming in and they are damaging property. They are careless, if not ungrateful. And uh, they are creating more and more problems. We're going to see problems, my, my friends, related to crime, related to education, related to health. Because we don't even know what these people, what, what d diseases these people are carrying. Terrorists. We don't know if they're terrorists or criminals or both. It is, uh, it, it is an absolute disaster, my friends. The suburbs, what is happening in the suburbs of Chicago, the suburbs of New York, them screaming and yelling, that's going to happen in your backyard, my friends. And not only that, even if you don't get an allotment of illegal aliens resettled in your community, you're still going to have to pay for it. So my, my friends in small communities like Flagstaff, Arizona, like Payson, Utah, my friends in small little communities, you're going to be paying for these people. You're going to be paying for them because it's going to come out of your tax money, your federal tax money, if not your state tax money. We have, uh, you know, uh, we have people who uh, are now plotting, planning to give the right to vote to these illegal aliens. Now, let me ask you, my friends, what's the point? What is the point of being a lawful citizen of the United States or a lawful citizen of your state, county, or local municipality. What is the point of being a lawful citizen if an illegal alien, someone who came illegally into the United States, gets the same privileges, rights, and benefits? What's the point? Ask yourself that. Ask that. Of, of, of your local politicians. The situation just doesn't make sense, yet that's exactly what they want to do. Why do people want to change our government? Because they want power. They want the chaos. They want everyone to go back to feudalism, where a few control everything because they are the enlightened despots. And the rest of us, well, we just have to go along. We just have to go along. It, it is, my, my friends, a situation where we have been watching, we have been watching actively the attack on the border. And, the, and I'm not just talking about the attack, the, the, the tsunami. I'm talking about how the border is getting more and more dangerous. This past week, this past week, there have been at least two shootings involving the Border Patrol. And of course, the, the, the mainstream media attacks the Border Patrol. Because these are defenseless migrants, defenseless migrants that are trying to come into the country illegally or who are coming in with the help of a smuggler. And heaven knows that that smuggler is probably not as defenseless as you think. There's the issue of the homelessness. El Paso was cleaned up before Biden got there. But my friends, I guarantee that El Paso is suffering beyond belief with homelessness caused by illegal immigrants. And what's fascinating with El Paso, my friends, is that they've got a uh, congresswoman, a very liberal Democrat congresswoman, who, uh, Veronica Escobar, 
Democrat, liberal, uh, not as bad as uh, AOC, but probably, who knows. But she is, she has actively been advocating for an open border. Actively. Now she gets it, and her community is upset about it. Then there's the issue, of course, of voting rights. Voting rights isn't, should be intended for citizens, for our nation. However, because these people are in our nation, again, illegally, because these people are in our nation, they're supposed to be allowed to vote? Think about that. Does that make sense? Then there's the issue, well, my friends, that recently, recently, this past week, a news item that came across my desk regarding the accidental release, the accidental release of 6,400, at least that we know of, 6,400 illegal aliens who were released without any court dates for them to reappear. So here's how it's supposed to work. An illegal alien crosses the border they give a name, they give a supposed address where they're supposed to be going, and then they are given a court date to appear so that they can declare their asylum or argue as to why they should be in the United States. Well, a lot, at least 6,400 people, no one got a court date. So that means that these people are just in free. They're not going to show up. As it is, as it is, anyone who does get a court date... 90% of them don't show up. Then there's the issue, my friends, of the arrest, the constant ongoing arrests of uh, criminals and the occasional, occasional arrest of someone who is on the terrorist watch list. They are catching some of these people, my friends. What happens to the rest that they're not catching? Remember the 9-11 people that were here in the United States, the 11 that caused all the problems? They were here legally. They had entered legally. However, no one had followed up on them. In fact, some of them had overstayed their, uh, their, their uh, allowance to enter the United States, their terms of immigration. They, they had overstayed. However, this situation that we've got, we don't know who's coming in. And we know, my friends, we know that because they have been caught, we know that there are terrorists that are coming in. We doggone sure, are sure that criminals are, getting, are, are coming in, uh, repeat offenders. There was the, the, the situation not too long ago here in Texas where an illegal alien that had entered four times was uh, involved in murdering his next-door neighbors, who were also illegal aliens. He got mad and killed them. And, and, and this situation, again, shows two things, my friends. First of all, it shows that we're not vetting who's coming in. We don't know who's coming in. And here, a person that has, has been caught and deported four times or three times uh, was back in and committed a heinous crime. On top of that, my friends is the culture aspects of it. Is that this man was acting out the way that he would act out in his home country because there are no laws in their home country. There are no laws. There is no good culture. There is no higher culture in their countries. This is why they want to flee their countries and come here. However, if they come here, we should encourage them to learn our language, to acculturate to learn to behave like the rest of us do. Don't we have enough criminals? Don't we have enough little punks that are out of control? Don't we have enough people who have no sense of right and wrong that we have to import more? Don't we have enough people with behavioral problems that we need to import more? How about we take a, an America first approach to everything. Here's my recommendation, my friends, before we go. Let me, let me close with this. What is needed, my friends, are local and state America-first, citizen-first policies and laws. That's what we need. 
If the federal government is going to throw the, the gates wide open for anybody and everybody to come in and then not do anything about them, then it is up, it is, it is up to the local community and the state to protect us. It is up to them to protect us. Yes, protect us. From what? From diseases, from crime, from terrorism, from overtaxation. You know that these people are going to vote what is, be, what, what, is, what is best for them if they are allowed to vote. And that's going to be more money, my friends. That is going to, they're going to vote for more money for themselves. And that's going to come out of your pocket. Remember also, my friends, that these people have not put anything into the, commu- in, into, into the coffers of America. They haven't been working in the United States. They haven't put any, anything into Social Security. They're going to take out of it. They haven't put anything into the welfare system or into the education system, but they're going to take out of it. Millions of them are going to do that. If you think that's fair, support them. If not, my friends, you've got to tell your local community, your local leaders that there has to be, there has to be America first policies, citizen first policies. Any benefits regarding welfare, social services, anything, any benefits, any rights in your local and state government should be for citizens only. That's the only way to defeat this, my friends, to create sanctuaries for citizens. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, thank you for being with us today, my friends. I hope you will join us again next week when we will have more uh, information about what is going on. Again, let me encourage anyone who wants to, uh, to uh, contact our station, to advertise on our program, as well as if you are interested in giving small donations or a big donation uh, to us, you can uh, send it to... Uh, El Conservador Care of El Conservador Care of He's Alive Ministries at 6430 Green Apple Drive in San Antonio, Texas 78233 again if you're interested in giving a donation, a tax-free donation 501c3 tax-free donation you can send it to El Conservador Care of Higgy's Alive Ministries at 6430 Green Apple Drive, San Antonio, Texas 78233. Until next week, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you. Stay strong. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 